thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet number seven. Lo, in the Orient, when the gracious light lifts up his burning head, each under eye doth homage to his new appeared sight, serving with looks his sacred majesty. And having climbed the steep up heavenly hill, resembled strong youth in his middle age, yet mortal looks adore his beauty still, attending on his golden pilgrimage. But when from highmost pitch with weary car, like feeble age, he he relieveth from the day, the eyes for deuterous now converted are from his low tract and look another way. So thou thyself, outgoing in thy noon, unlooked on thy diest, unless thou get a son. Wow, that was um, sonnet number seven uh, out of Shakespeare's sonnets. I'm Mark Chasley. I am Siri Hillis. That's quite a tricky one to get through. There's, there's a uh... lot of words in there that we, we don't tend to use. I mean, uh, homage, homage, however you want to say that, is still in use. Uh, pilgrimage. But then you start getting down to deuterous uh and and um <laughs> and look diest diest even he, he reeleth from the day that's the, i mean yeah i can see myself stumbling over that line quite hard so so i apologize to if, if any shakespeare scholars are reading this and are pulling their hair out uh, at the way i'm pronouncing these words i, 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 I think apologize. they probably wouldn't have made it to seven if there are any shakespeare scholars they probably stopped halfway through the introduction and just went, "This not the worth it." This, this isn't for me. No. Um, so yes, this is this is uh, sonnet seven. That we're in the still in the procreation um, sonnets about asking or Shakespeare writing to the young lover, going, "Basically, you're so beautiful. Go have sex and have a child. Not not just have sex. Go have a child." Is the outcome. And and this one we seem to be. <sighs> There's the the reference to nature, but this time it's the the sort of the skies and the heavens are being brought in. So, the the gracious light rising in the Orient, being sun rising in the east, uh, lifts up his burning head. So it's dawn. It's the dawn sun, which is beautiful and breathes life into the 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 world. I guess. Well, we have. I I, w- I would even say we we have the su- the the um the entire run of the sun. Okay. It it uh I mean the, the gracious uh. Lies and then it goes on. Uh, thyself outgoing in thy noon, and looks on diest unless thou get a son. So he 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 makes the entire run of the sun as that it may- goes from. Uh, he, uh, where's the line? Like feeble the, age. Uh, yeah, more because he goes through um, midday when uh, mortals adore uh, look. Mortal looks adore his beauty still uh, from the highmost pitch. And then, yes, yeah. and then like feeble age, and then fr- from his low track. So he, he he does the entire run of the sun, and the idea that in the morning everyone loves the sun because it brings in the new day. Even in at noon in middle age, we we may ignore the sun a bit, but it's still good. It's there. But after that point, when it's on its downcline, you're almost that like feeble age. He he really from the day. Uh, so it, it's yeah, it's coming to an end, and you know it's inevitable. Well, I mean, um, midday sun was quite important. I mean, we, 
12 o'clock middle of the day and then there isn't really much coming after that i mean you would you would go back to work on the field for a bit after you maybe had a bit of lunch yeah but there's all the hope that comes with the morning sun is pretty much there's nothing more to come and they didn't have electricity they just there was nothing it was the sunset there was nothing to do it was just they were they, candles. They, they could but... sit. They, they could sit there with a candle, but there was nothing. I mean, life stopped essentially. Yeah, and, and candles. I, I imagine would have been well, good quality candles would have been expensive. Poor quality candles, which stank and and released fumes and spit, would have been ubiquitous. But you wouldn't really want to light them unless you had to. At well, they had, my... they, they had quite a few. Um, I mean, fires that got started by cheap candles that fell over, and obviously not only this poem, but I mean. In general, people who couldn't afford a uh, a nice candle holder, and yeah, it, I mean it's very dangerous to have fire, but because they had it by the bedside as well, and 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 then the houses would have been wooden, would, would, mostly wood, yeah, wood and <laughs> hay, and yeah. So yeah, fire was a, a dangerous thing to have inside. Um, yes, so uh, I'm wondering. Uh, I, I did this is I did a tiny bit of research on this one. Um, I I read the Wikipedia page. That, that <laughs> so, counts. That I'm counts. pretty sure most students get through university that way. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia really wasn't about that much when I was in university. It's such a shame. Oh, you um, missed out. Well, <laughs> a bit. Um, but they they there was an argument that it's talking about the heavens and it's talking about Helios and Apollo and I don't really see that here. I don't see reference to to ancient gods in this poem. Um, I, I mean, some of the language there's majesty and beauty and pilgrimage. It, it could be taken to be religious, but I, if that's there, I don't think it's avert in any particular way. I, I mean, I didn't read the uh, the Wikipedia page, and I, I didn't come across any. Uh references to helios and I, that's certainly not an impression that i got from reading this yeah so so wikipedia is wrong it says um the poem draws on classical imagery common to the art of the period in which helios or apollo crossed the sky in his chariot an emblem of passing time i i don't it doesn't really make i mean I, I other than it talking about the sun i don't see that link at all i mean as you say it does have um his golden pilgrimage you you could i mean and uh, uh having climbed uh, the steep up heavenly hill. So it, you could make a, a case that there is some religious connotations to it or, or mythological connotations, but he doesn't... It's not like he talks about Apollo or Helios flat out. He doesn't really... Yes. No no sun god that appears. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Um. The the other thing I found very interesting about this sonnet, it's the first time the gender of the child has been mentioned. Uh, so in the in the the final uh, couplet, so that uh, so thou thyest outgoing in thy noon, looketh looked on deest unless thou get a son, and and it's very. I mean, you you could argue that that was a. Um, compromise to get the rhyme in there but i i tend to think shakespeare if he wanted could have found something to rhyme with child or or kid or you know the many other words he could use and it's very purposely chose son so it's the first time that we're now at sonnet seven where it's saying you should have male children I, i guess as we said before sons were quite important up until this point 
anyone who would have read the sh- the, the the sonnet in Shakespeare or even sonnet to, to, to Shakespeare himself, it, it was probably implicitly clear that he was talking about the sun all the time. Is he? Yeah. You, you you wouldn't wish on your friends to have a girl. That's not like because you need you would know the kind of you you would know that he he would have to give away I don't know a cow or a, a pig or something with it so he, it would cost him he he wouldn't gain anything from it. Yes, that that makes sense. So it would have been assumed that son it had been a male all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the sense that I would it would it have been in the sense that he wouldn't have been fulfilling this go out and have a child prophecy or or, or need if it was a daughter that 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 it would still remain unfinished then i'm not i mean he doesn't explicitly say that maybe because he doesn't refer to it i wouldn't i wouldn't go as far as shakespeare i don't know what he thought obviously but I, i wouldn't go as far as him trying to to explicitly wish that it wouldn't be a daughter he just it just it it's, it's more it's more that it's, it's more the fact it should be a son it's not the it shouldn't be a daughter but it, it, yeah i wish yeah. upon you many happy fat sons basically have very small obese children in. and and enjoy their frolicking while they till the field and you you enjoy the the end of your life at 40 yeah yeah it's painting a rosy picture of life back back then. Well, it's painting the picture that they had of life at the time. Yeah. I mean, which is, you could, is if you quite... wrote the poem today, it would be I don't know seventy or eighty. Yes. So. Yeah. And and you know you're quite beautiful, but don't bother having a kid yet because you you mess up your career. Basically, yeah. <laughs> It'd um, be a completely you, different you, set. <laughs> you you could look on that. I don't know. Maybe maybe the poems that we write now, people in if there are still humans in five hundred years, who knows. <laughs> They might look back and just think that that was a failure. Or didn't they not had just have children out of love when they were like young and they still yeah. able to have children rather than wait until they were like thirty nine on the like the last possible dot and then just. <laughs> I think I I I my prediction for the future is it will be a, a bizarre concept in forty, fifty, sixty years to have more than one child. That will be an utterly bizarre concept to culture then possibly which which would for the world it would be a good thing yes yeah as long as I, we don't as long as we don't have the um the chinese enforcers of one child policy and the the creepy enforcing the, the creepy yeah. enforcing but yeah and still there the uh, but but that, that's interesting because i mean china is supposed a, a direct equivalent in the sense of the maybe this is incredibly uh, out of touch but they're the the preference put on male children over female children. And I know that's not universal and it's not as much as it used to be, but there is still, at least to my knowledge, a desire for male children more than there is for female children. Well, that's that, that's a problem that they essentially created, and well, not, not maybe not created culturally, but made worse by the fact that they were only allowed to have one child. Yes. Because if, you, if you're allowed to have five children and the first one is a daughter, you don't really, I mean mind you, you might be sad because you want a son because that's important to have a son but you wouldn't really you you could have you could try again literally yeah. try again but <laughs> roll if, the if, dice if, again if, if yeah if, if if one child is the only one that you're allowed to have and you get a daughter that yeah would, and nowadays you can tell that it's going to be a daughter would, would, 
do you go through an abortion? And it's, I'm fairly sure I regret that they have a problem, that they have too many males in China now. Okay, interesting. Because it just... Which then obviously leads to the interesting problem that how, how do you have children if 60% of the population is male? There's yeah, quite yeah. a few people that are going to miss out. Yeah, we, we need to get the, the... China needs to move forward on their, their gay rights movement. That would help solve some of the problem. Well, they, I mean, it wouldn't solve the children problem. I mean, I'm, I'm all for gay rights. But it, it doesn't solve the issue of procreation. No, no. Un- unless uh, there's something going uh, on with the gay people that I don't know about that they... Uh... <laughs> Somehow create children out of Lego and gay magic. Is, isn't that where, where gay people come from? From gay children? From, yes. from gay parents? Yes, exactly it. Yeah, that's it. And, and plasticine and magic and sprinkles. Um, we've kind of gone we've used this poem and and, as a sonnet and sort of spun off into wider issues but that's part of what poetry is about I think Um, I don't really have anything more to say about this one other than if you're going to read a sonnet out loud don't pick this one that would be my advice Um, and now I'm going to hand over to Thierry (laughs) I'm just trying if I can figure out what is the uh, the population share in China Wolfram Alpha, I know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on Wolfram Alpha, and it doesn't... It gives me the demographics of uh, the age range, but it doesn't... I wonder if, I if they would be slightly reticent to give out uh, gender-split information. It is probably... I mean, there are quite a few... Um, What's the word? Uh, like farmlands and quite a few poor... Well, there's over a billion people and a lot of poor people who you, you wouldn't necessarily have access to anyway. And Yeah. But it doesn't seem... No. We'll, we'll just assume that what I said was the truth. Everything I say is the truth. Okay, that works. Between <laughs> us, me and you, we can answer any question in the world. Exactly. That's We, we, we can be the Oracle of Delphi or the Oracle of whatever place we want to be. <laughs> Gloucester or Cardiff or... The Oracle of, of the UK doesn't have the same ring to it. The, the Oracle of Stratford-upon-Avon, let's go with that. Yeah, that sounds that's... better. Right, well, uh, I'll try and get through Sonnet 7. Excellent, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to enjoy this. I know I always say that, but I really am this time. Sonnet 7. Lo, in the Orient, when the gracious light lifts up his burning head, each under eye doth homage to this new appearing sight. Serving with looks his sacred majesty, and having climbed the steep up heavenly hill, resembling strong youth in his middle age, yet mortal looks adore his beauty still, attending on his golden pilgrimage. But when from highmost pitch, with weary car, like feeble, e- like feeble age, he reeleth from the day, the eyes, for duteous, now converted are, from his low tract, and look another way. So thou thyself outgoing in thy noon, are looked on diest unless thou get a son. Oh, you are too good at I, this. There's just, uh... Oh. Uh, that was Sonnet 7 from Shakespeare's Sonnets. I, I've been Mark Chatterley. I have been Thierry Healers. Uh, and we will see you again next time for Sonnet number 8. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis.
This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.